Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan, how are you today? I am I am doing well, Danny. How are you? You know what? Honestly, um, I'm doing a lot better today than I was the last couple of days. You know, mm-hmm. for those who yep. listen to our podcast regularly, uh, which is a lot of folks, and we thank you again from our bottom of our hearts for listening to the podcast regularly and uh, and joining the Wave community and just learning and growing and, and being hungry for the Word of God and hungry for His presence. You know, um, have a ch- had a choice to make this morning when I got up, uh, Ryan. Do I worship the Lord or, do, or don't? Or do I let my emotions overtake me? So I lost a great friend of mine a couple of days ago. Uh, a great friend of mine for many years, 24 years. And he went home to be with the Lord. And, and it, it was tough. I'm not going to, you know, say it any other way. It was tough. When I got up this morning to worship the Lord and pray, you know, some some scriptures came into my heart, and, and one of them was Psalms 34. And I know the story. I know David running from Abimelech, but it just blessed me when David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I got a clip from my from my from my good friend last night of him worshiping. And it was last night that that something rose inside of me to choose to worship because I know my friend will be he's worshiping right now in the presence of God of the Lord and he will be worshiping right now if he was here right because that was his heart he was a, he was a worshiper and so I got up last night I was worshiping and this morning I got up with that intentionality that I'm gonna worship the Lord in a place of freedom out of my emotions Exodus eight one says. Um, that uh, Moses was given a directive from God to tell Pharaoh, let my people go so that they may worship me. Meaning there's a level of worship that you can do in bondage, but there's another level of worship that you can do in freedom. I'm going to say that again. There's a level of worship that you can do in bondage, but there's another level of worship that you can do in freedom. And it's for freedom that Christ has set us free to do what? To live a life of worship. And I said to the Lord this morning, Lord, I'm going to move past my emotions and move in a place of freedom that I can fully worship you. I know I can worship him in sadness. I know I've worshiped in distress, but I wanted to worship the Lord from a place of joy, from knowing that he is fully in control and he's fully Abba and he's an amazing God and he's an amazing father and he knows best. And so I'm choosing this morning to believe that Abba knows best and his ways are better than my ways, is higher than my ways. And in that, I get peace in my heart, Ryan, this morning to give God totally worship. And because the Holy Spirit is, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always empowers you to do the best of what God desires out of us, right? And so it's not even in our strength. We go into strength for the Holy Spirit to say, no, God deserves glory, praise, and honor this morning. So that's honestly how I feel. And I took that feeling and went pass it and say, I'm going to give God glory and praise. So this morning we honor God for who he is and how amazing he is, Ryan. Amen, Danny. And you, you brought up a powerful point that I think many, many people have gone through a lot of different things. If it's losing, losing a friend or losing, losing a loved one in, in this time. And there, there's nothing wrong with a, a period of time of, of being sad and, and mourning, mourning that friend or family member. But then you, you made a conscious choice to say, you know, Lord, 
your it's it's your will. I, I trust you fully. And and that was one of the one of the more powerful things that we've always talked about, which is like I just trust God and I trust his plan over whatever I think Come on. is the plan because he he ultimately is in control. And I think if we live from that place, it's gonna bring peace and it's gonna bring just a sense of no matter what I trust God. And I think that's evident throughout the scriptures of the great heroes of faith. They really, when it came, when it came down to it, they just trusted God. Like that's what they did. And I think if we lead from that place, I don't think we can go wrong. I think, uh, I think the, the powerful statement that you said, I I'm pushing past the emotions to into worship because I know Mike, Mike and you have talked about this many, many times. It's just, we're going to live a life of worship and we're going to live a life of praise and we're going to let our life flow from that place. Man, that's so powerful. You, as you're talking, literally the, the, the Psalm came into my Psalm 30. He says, you have turned for me, my morning into dancing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put off my sorrow or my sackcloth and, 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 Cloth with, with gladness. You, see, you turn my mourning into dancing, my sorrow into praise, really into gladness, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So David declares this, man. He says, you turn my mourning into dancing, right? And so that's what God wants to do for us. He wants to turn our mourning into dancing, and our sorrow or our sackcloth into gladness, you know, uh, because God deserves it, man. He's amazing. You know, our God is an amazing God, right? Uh, and and again, we say it almost every week, David in, 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 in Psalm 23, yeah, though I walk into the, the, the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil, you are with me. God, you're with us. And we give you glory and you give you, and you've given us the Holy Spirit to be with us, right? And. And Danny, Danny, you bring up such a, an amazing point that I, I feel that everyone, like in, in difficult times, everyone goes to the latest, you know, article or the latest podcast, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what if we did, if you opened up the book of Psalms, you're literally reading like the journal uh, of David, essentially, yeah. His journal, yeah. and talks about, I feel like whenever there's something going on in my life, I dive into Psalms because you just, you can feel the, the, the human aspect of David, but he always brings it to praise and he always brings it to worship because he knows that his trust in God is going to be above what his circumstance is or what he's going through at that present moment. And I think that's a really powerful thing for, for our listeners to understand. And in, in, especially in this time, come on. I mean, there's, there's lament, there's hurt, there's all kinds of stuff that David have has, has and was going through, but his perspective, right? Mm. He chose to put his perspective and trust in God, right? And so it has to be a choice. You have to choose to put your perspective in, like, I choose you, Abba. I choose my perspective to be a heavenly perspective. Could I have all the questions? Yes. Could I have all the doubts? Yes. Could I have all the fears? Yes. But I choose, right? It's a choice, right? Now, God is not moved by our perspective if they're not towards him. 
God is not choose, moved by our fears. God is not moved by our questions, right? He's not. He actually invites it all because it's our humanity, right, that he's going after. But when we can have all those questions and we can have all those fears and still choose him, that's what he desires the most because that's the most intimacy, right? Intimacy is not only when you're intimate in the good parts, it's when I choose to be intimate even when I don't feel like it. And so that's what I love about David, that David always chose, I choose him. I choose Abba. I choose to worship him. I choose to praise him. And that's powerful. I'm going to go to the John 14 because I want to say something that Jesus, because uh, I want to transition this to something that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. John 14. And, and it's, we, can, we can literally read the whole book of John. Oh. And just get excited about Jesus, right? And John 14. And, I, and I'm going to say this for anybody listening. If you want, uh, I know this almost sounds funny. If you want extra credit, you know, if you want extra credit, I will say go to John chapter 14, 15, and 16 and just read those and, and just and love I, on those. And Danny, you probably can't see this, but I know my wife would laugh at this. John 14, 15, 16, 17. I'll hold it up to the camera. It's so purple, like with with writing. <laughs> I can't even I can't even read it sometimes because I've just like went over it so many times. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, man. And and listen to what Jesus says. Uh, if you love me, you keep my commandments, verse 15, verse 16. I will pray to the Father. Now I, I don't want to just you know, I just don't want to skim to 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, that's a part of the love affair of the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose whatever he wants me to choose, which is what we're talking about. I choose your way, God. I choose your way. Whatever way you desire for me, I choose your way. And listen to what he says. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you a, another helper, that he may abide with you forever. How long is the Holy Spirit with us? Forever. Mm-hmm. When he's with us and he's abiding forever, the Holy Spirit doesn't stop. The Holy Spirit doesn't stop chasing you if you're running. The Holy Spirit doesn't stop uh, giving you heavenly perspective. He's always going to bring you to a heavenly place. That is what the Holy Spirit is. And in verse 17, and the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For Listen to the duality here that we started talking about last week. Mm -hmm. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Ah, but say that again. Uh, That's so good. He dwells with you and he will be in you and I will not leave you orphans and I will come to you. There is a promise of Jesus that we are not orphans. We are solidified with heaven through the Holy Spirit. And he's like, uh-huh. the Holy Spirit identifies you as children. The Holy Spirit brings you to a greater revelation of Jesus. But there's a duality that he's talking about here. That we talked about last week, right? That we 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 um we receive the Holy Spirit upon salvation, right? But there's a secondary experience that he's talking about, and here Jesus alludes to that, not alludes to that, he just tells you it straight out. But he dwells with you and will be in you. So there's an in you and a dwelling upon. Right, that he's talking about. So there's a duality that Jesus introduces to us that we have to then research further and say, where's this duality and what is he talking about? Why are you saying 
that the Holy Spirit is inside of me, but he's also going to be with me, right? Because uh -huh. he's with inside of you when you receive Jesus, but he's also with you on a day. He's a person that wants to speak to you. So he's in you and he's with you. That's so powerful. Absolutely, Danny. Yeah, because we talk about walking, walking in the spirits. And, and like you mentioned, it is that duality where the Holy Spirit is in us, but is is walking with us like when we're walking in the spirit. And it just it, it's almost like it, it it's um, it's so hard to comprehend your mind almost explodes when you're like, well, I'm in, I'm in God, but he's in me, but I have the Holy spirit in me, but walking with me and moving through me as people experience the spirit through you in life. It's just, uh, it's an incredible thing. If you, if you, if you try to wrap your mind around it too much, it, it will, it's easier just to say, I trust that. I trust yeah. That. If he That's said that. it, I trust it. Right. So if Jesus yep. in John 20 is breathing into his disciples and remember what we talked about, he's breathed the Holy Spirit within him. And then he's saying in Acts 1 that there's a baptism that's coming, right? Which we're going to go to Acts 1, uh, Acts 1, 4 through 8, right? The, the best way I know how to explain it, because um, I want to talk about the secondary experience, you know what I mean? Because I want folks to understand there is a secondary experience and it's for a specific reason. And mm -hmm. it's not for some of the reasons that we have said, because denominations have been, basically has said, well, it's so you didn't speak in tongue. You know, you, you know, you're baptized by the Holy Spirit. You speak in tongues. Well, that's not what the, the Bible says. Right. So we're going to learn what that baptism is for. But yep. the way I look at it is like to illustrate it, I do it this way. If you drank water from a glass. Then the water would be inside of you. However, if you went to the beach and stepped into the ocean. Then will be then you will be in the water. Right. So mm -hmm. when you when you drink this water, the water's in you. But this uh, engulfing of the water when you jump into the water, right? There's an, when mm -hmm. you uh, immerse yourself in the water, now the water. And so we receive it as we as as it were. We drink the Holy Spirit when we are saved, but when we are baptized in the Spirit, it's as if the initial drink becomes an ocean that completely surrounds us, right? And this is between. And, and this is the way I write it. This is the difference between having the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit having you. I'm going to say that again. It's the difference between having the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. Have, that's that duality. The duality is that I have the Holy Spirit inside of me, but I surrender to a level to the Holy Spirit now that the Holy Spirit has full control. He's fully, I'm fully contro controlled by the Holy Spirit. I'm not controlled by my emotions. I'm not controlled. I am fully controlled by what the Holy Spirit, I am possessed. I'm going to use that word. I am oh. possessed by the Holy Spirit because now, not only do I have the Holy Spirit, but I surrender to the level to the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit has me and whatever he wants out of me, he can get out of me. Those is the difference. Again, you have the Holy Spirit on salvation. You speak to the Holy Spirit. You can speak to him as a person, but there's a secondary baptism that comes, right? And yep. there's an engulfing that comes where the Holy Spirit now has fully control and you fully possessed by the Holy Spirit. And, and Danny, you, you bring up a, a point that I, I was thinking of Galatians 5, 22, talking about the fruit of the Spirit and how when you're possessed by the Spirit, that fruit, that love, joy, peace, long suffering, those become the normal as opposed to 
you're angry and you're frustrated. And I'm not going to say that that does not happen, but as you, as you allow the Holy spirit to take over more and more and you, and you give the Holy spirit that freedom, you'll realize that, wow, I'm not as angry. I'm a more loving person. I care about people more. I have way more patience than I could ever imagine that I had before. So it's, it's almost, and it's this process. I, it, yes, you like when we get saved, we get the Holy spirit, but I think then there's a walk, there's a walking out process of allowing him to take control. And I think that's where as humans, we struggle with that because we still want to be in control, even though we have the Holy spirit and we're like, Holy spirit, you can take control. And I'm just going to go about how you, how you want this to, to work. And I love you use the word control because next week we're going to tackle like there's that very spot. We're going to talk about how do we walk in the spirit not for the lust of the flesh, right? How mm-hmm. do we have fully control, right? We're going to we're going to hit that next week because that's what it wants. You're 100% correct. The Holy Spirit wants control of you. Are you going to allow him to have control of you? Let's go to Acts, uh, Acts, Acts, Acts 1, 4 through 8. Listen to what it says. There's three words that I want to highlight in here Yep. Um, that I'm going to touch. And we're gonna we're gonna get these definitions down because we got to understand what it's for. Acts one four through eight tells you what the Holy Spirit, uh, what is the baptism of Holy Spirit for, right? Because many folks do. I need the baptism of Holy Spirit. Yes, because Jesus told you to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, uh, verse four says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait to the pro- for the for the promise of the Father. Now we know that they were filled with the Holy Spirit already of what happened in John, right? So these are the same guys he's talking to. He says, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days. I want you to underline that word baptized because I want you to understand what he's saying here. The word baptized in Greek is the word baptizo, and it sounds just the way it sounds. It's B-A-P-T-I-Z or baptizo. That word means to dip, repeatedly to immerse, to submerge, to overwhelm. So listen to what Jesus is saying. Truly, John, what did John do to you? Well, he dipped you repeatedly. He immersed you. Now, I love it says dip repeatedly because it's not just one dip. It's, it's a continued dipping, right? So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, now we see this from the book of Acts, and I'll give you some scripture references later on in the end of this, that there was continually more baptisms. There was not just one. It was another baptism. So the disciples were continually being baptized in the Holy Spirit, right? So it's a continual baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And so what happened? That John did that in water. He immersed them. He submerged them and overwhelmed them in water. But you shall be what? Dip repeatedly, immerse, submerge, and overwhelm. By the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit should be, you should be overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. You should be submerged in the Holy Spirit. And if you're not, ask yourself why I'm not. That's that full control of the Holy Spirit. That's Mm. what Jesus is saying. There's going to be a full control of the Holy Spirit when this baptism happens. That you're going to live from the place of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to go want the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to control you. He's going to be everything about you. You know, that's so powerful right there. Therefore, 
Now, so that's the word baptism, because we got to understand these terminology and what we mean by it. Well, so when we say being baptized with the Holy Spirit, we mean you're going to be submerged and immersed and overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is saying. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They're not understanding what he's saying. They're still going <laughs> back to Israel. They're still going. Listen, listen to what this is. This is so powerful here, because what they're going back is to a nationality gospel. They're going back to a singular gospel. They're going back to, oh, this is about us. And Jesus, like, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times of season which the father has put in his authority, but you shall. He doesn't even answer their question. He's like, this is bigger than just one. It's, I love Israel, but it's bigger. I want to show you why the Holy Spirit is needed because it's a bigger picture of what you're seeing. So you see seeing dimly, but when you get baptized by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to give you a different eyesight to see. And you're going to see differently than what you see right now. Because right now, you can all, all you can see is we, is we are Jewish people that are trying to overturn the Roman government to turn the Roman government to a Jewish government. He's like, this is way more than that. But I got to get you to see it. And the only way I got to get you to see it is by you being baptized by the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. verse 8 is, a, is an important verse because we read this verse many times. Many people read it and we don't know what it means. He said, but you shall receive power. Someone underlined that word power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Remember, Jesus said he's in you and he's on you. He's in you and he's on you. Jesus gave us this, a foreshadow of this in John 14. That the Holy Spirit is in you, but the Holy Spirit is on you. Why? Because he has full control of you, right? And so you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witness. So the power is for the witness to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Now, there is denominations. Uh, out there. I won't name their names because I don't want to get into the name and names. There are denominations out there that literally would say the evidence of the Holy Spirit, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues. That is not what the Bible says. Now, do we speak in tongues? Can you speak in tongues? Tongues is a gift, but tongues is a gift like many other gifts, right? People yep. say, well, many times in the Bible, well, and we're going to look at those if we have time. If not, we'll jump into that next week because I want to take our time with this. We may we may spend a couple of weeks with this, right? Because I want okay. I want folks to understand the tongues in Acts chapter two was not the shine around that door. I speak in tongues like I'm like Paul. Paul says this in First Corinthians fourteen. I speak in tongues the more than you all do. So I speak in tongues, but we got to get honest with ourselves and understand that Acts chapter two was not the tongues that we are talking about the spiritual language. Acts chapter 2 is literally the miracle of them understanding each other in different languages. That's another time. I want to I focus on what is the reason of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What is, what is, what, how do I know that I've been baptized of the Holy Spirit? What is the evidence? Let me use that word because that's the word. Is it tongues? Is it prophecy? No, it tells you here. You shall receive what? Power. It doesn't say tongues. It doesn't say uh, prophecy. It says you shall receive power. Right, that word power, listen what it means. That word power is dunamis. You shall receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What is dunamis? This is what the word literally means strength, power, ability, inherent power, power residing in the thing by virtue of its nature. 
I'm going to say that again because that's so powerful. Power residing in the thing by virtue of his nature. Power of performing miracles. Power, moral power. Excellent of soul power. The power of influence, which includes riches and wealth and resources. Power consistent of resting upon that, that rests upon armaments and forces. He said, you shall receive power. So what is the evidence that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit is power that you can't of yourself get, right? And I love that it, there's one power that I love that says powerful morality, meaning you can't even be moral fully without mm -hmm. the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right? So Absolutely. the evidence is power, but the power is for a specific reason, Ryan. It doesn't say power so that we can go and overtake cities. and over It doesn't say that, right? So we got this thing in our minds. Oh, our power is given. So because I, I want to touch on something here. Remember, he's breaking the mentality that they have as Jewish men that they really are going to overtake the city. Because I know some folks think if I get the mountain of this and I get the mountain of that, I, I have power. No, 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 no. The, 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 all of that government stuff is going to lead to Jesus because Jesus is going to rule. Jesus is the ruling, the, the, the end result of rulership, not you. And so we got to detach those two things. There's many people who's like, well, I have the power of the Holy Spirit, so I'm going to overtake the city. No, that's not what it's for. You, 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 go ahead, Ryan. I know you want to say something. Go ahead. <laughs> no, the, no, the word dominion comes up because I think we, we go all the way back to Genesis uh, chapter one or chapter two, where it's that, you know, take dominion over yes. the world. Right. And, and we, we look at it as, okay, I gave my life to the Lord. I have the power of the Holy spirit. Now I'm going to, yeah, like you said, I'm going to take this realm of society or this realm of society. When the, when the truth is you're now taking it into your own hands, that it's your specific job to do that. When, this clearly says that the power of this, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, it's so that you can be a witness, not a dominator. That's a completely different thing. When you're a witness, you're being the witness to share Jesus and to literally be Jesus in your area. It's not your job to take over that area. It's your job to be in that area, be a witness, the Holy Spirit comes through you and the Holy Spirit does the job, not you physically or however you want to do it. Take dominion over this and that and so on. It, you said the word witness because, again, that's what it's for. And, and many people don't understand this. And I want us as biblical students, right, to not let other people's opinions take us from what the Bible is actually saying. Right, because a lot of people take this scripture and they'll make it to whatever they want to make it. But this is not what it's saying, right? We have to be true to the context of what Jesus remember, Jesus is answering these guys that are talking about overtaking Israel. And he's like, it's not about overtaking a city, not about talking overtaking a nation, it's not over overtaking the, the Roman government. It's about allowing yourself to be a witness of who I am. This is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And we use the baptism of the Holy Spirit, especially us charismatics, 
because I'm a charismatic tour. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm an evangelist. Call me everything that you want to call me, right? Because I know it's all given bad names. But I'm that not so that I can, uh, I'm only that so that I can show off who Jesus is, right? And a lot of yeah. times we like, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a charismatic because I'm, I speak in tongues. No, 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 no. I, 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 I'm a charismatic because I know he touched me. So because he touched me, he deserves my response. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and not, so in this context, what Jesus is drawing to them is how do you be a better witness of me? How do you better show me? And basically, you can't show me fully, and you can't drink of the cup. Remember, he was all they were. He, they they asked, "Can we drink of the cup?" And Jesus was like, "Can you drink of the cup? Because the cup I've drunk is the <laughs> cup to the cross. It's mm -hmm. this dying to self." Jesus tells you how to live the Christian life. He said, "If you want to have your life, you have to lose it. You got to die to self." And Jesus is literally saying. You will not be able to die to yourself unless you have the power of the Holy Spirit upon you to not get you to live the life that you think you want to live. The Holy Spirit empowers you so that you can live. He processes you so you can live the way heaven's telling you to live. It's, it's, it's out of your control. And this is what we want. We want the Holy Spirit empowering us, and then we want to be in control at the same time. We want to have our own power. And it doesn't work like that. He's saying, listen, I empower you so that you can do heaven's agenda, not so that you can do the agenda that you think you can do, which, again, in the context here is these men saying, oh, I want to overthrow the government of Rome because I we got to come. We, we're going to be. And he's like, no, 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 no. The power of the Holy Spirit is not for that. The power of the Holy Spirit is so you can be witness. Now, let's look at the word witness. The word witness is the word martus, M-A-R-T-U-S is the word where we get the word martyrdom from. Now, listen to this. This is important. It's where we get the word martyrdom. It literally means, in a legal or historical ethical sense, those who, after his example, have proved the strength and genuineness of their faith in Christ by undergoing a violent death. I'm going to say <laughs> that again. So you can understand what the word witness means. <laughs> it's where we get the word martyrdom then. So he's saying, and you shall receive what? Power that you don't have. Because in your natural self, you don't have power to lay your life down. Why? Because in our human selves, the greatest thing that we have from humans is self-preservation, meaning we don't want to die. So in our human flesh, in our Adamic nature, we don't want to die. In our Adamic nature, we don't want to die to self. We don't want to be controlled. We want to be prideful. We want to do what we want to do. But he's saying when you receive this power of the Holy Spirit, he said he's going to empower you to not be ruled by your Adamic nature. You're going to be ruled by the nature of Christ. But what is the nature of Christ? That he chose to come and leave his glory and come to no reputation. And cursed is the man that hung on a tree. He hung on a tree and died so that you can live. So he said, in order for you to have this nature of Jesus, you can only have the true nature of Jesus by being baptized of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because your flesh don't want the nature of Jesus. Your flesh wants the nature of you, which is, I want to rule my life. No one's going to tell me what to do. You're not going to, don't tell me to wear a mask. Don't tell me to do this. Don't tell me to do that for those to bring it to the, today's language. No one's going to control me. 
Uh, yes, no human being should control you, but the Holy Ghost should control you. I'm going to say that again because it felt good coming out of my mouth. Yes, we're not here to control one another, but you are going to be in con under control under someone's control. And what Jesus is saying, yep. be under the control of the Holy Spirit. And when you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, the things that you want to do, you end up not knowing why, because it's like, oh, my flesh wants to go left. The Holy Spirit is telling me to go right, but I'm baptized and submitted to the Holy Spirit that I'm going to go right. But if I say no to the Holy Spirit and go left, then the Holy Spirit is not ruling. You're ruling. And so here, again, I'm going to read the word witness, martos, in a legal, historical, or ethical sense. Those who, after his example, whose example? Jesus' example have proven the strength and generous of your faith in Christ by undergoing a violent death. Now here, this is two deaths. It's either a physical death, meaning you're going to have power when someone puts a gun to your head and say, deny your Jesus. You're going to say, no, I'm not going to deny my Jesus, right? And the human flesh, remember, our greatest power in the human flesh is self-preservation. We don't want to die for nothing. I want to save it. But when you are powered by the Holy Spirit, you can see the barrel of a gun and go, if it's for Jesus, amen. Only the Holy Spirit can give you that power. But he's not only talking about that kind of death, right? He's talking about death every single day he's talking yeah. about in order for you to empower be empowered to the death that jesus invited to you what did the jesus invited let's go to matthew 16 let's see what the invitation that jesus invited us to and then i'm gonna shut up because i know i get excited about this ryan because i'm just like want to yeah. just go nuts man uh no, because you, we no, yeah go ahead no, you, bring up, you bring up great points i was thinking about paul as you were speaking paul starting in really like acts 21 and his journey to Jerusalem and how everyone was telling him, like, don't go, man. You're like, they're, they're hunting for you. And there's no way naturally Paul wanted to go, but Paul was being led by the Holy spirit. Come on, and he come was, on. and Paul, Paul was so good about, you know what, if the Holy spirit is telling me to go here, well, so be it. And you know what, because Paul went there, he was locked up in prison for a couple of years in, in Acts 20 in Acts 27 or 28 and he was legitimately just like receiving people and preaching Jesus for those two years when he was under house arrest before he was before he was killed and that's and right Jesus, but he he knew what was coming for him like he wasn't he wasn't naive to it he wasn't stupid by any means he's like you know if this is the Lord's will then this is the Lord's will and I'm going to I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to reach as many as I can before I get pulled off this earth. And that was his perspective. And because he, he had a rad, I imagine if you talk to Paul, he had a radical perspective on the world. The, actually the perspective we're all supposed to have, but he was, he was more radical than, than any. I think, I think he's, he's a valiant study. If anyone's going to study other than obviously studying Jesus, Come on. Paul, I mean, shoot, Paul, that he's a lot of people say he was one of a kind as how he walked this world once he once he received the Lord. Yeah. And we're going to answer fully next week the evidence. What's the evidence of the Holy Spirit? And we're mm -hmm. going to answer that fully next week. Right. And I have an answer to that. But I want to I want to we, we, we continue. Let's let's look at why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because what Jesus calls us to. In Matthew 16, uh, 24, 
is a high calling. This is this is a, this is a high calling. Yep. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Why? Follow the way I just went. Follow the way I'm going to go. I'm about to die for humanity. But the same death I'm, I, I'm doing, I'm asking you to do, right? For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. But what does it profit a man to gain his whole world and lose his own soul? Or what is... What, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. What mm. in the world is this oh. standard that Jesus is calling us? Jesus yeah. is calling us to the standard of the death and the death of the cross. And then we know that Paul tells us, die daily is every day. We know that Jesus encourages us to pick up our cross every single day. In order for you to get up this morning and not live for you, listen to what I'm about to say, and I'll end with this. In order for you to get up every morning and not live for you, for you not to be in control, for you not to have the power of your own life, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's only through the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you can get up in the morning and go, you know what? It's not my, my will, but your will be done. Today, I choose not to live for me. I, now, I have the choice that I can do whatever I want to do. But today, the Holy Spirit is going to help me that every decision I make today is so that I can show off Jesus to the earth. And if I'm going to do that, then it's going to be contrary to my flesh. My flesh is going to want to do A, B, and C. But the Spirit of God that's that I'm baptizing is going to say, no, A, B, and C is not healthy for showing Jesus to the world. This is the way I need you to show it. And you're going to deny your flesh and you're going to deny yourself and pick up that cross. That means, and this is a practical, practical term. That means when it's time for you to be angry in the flesh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit strengthens you not to cuss that person out and not to be in the flesh, but to answer like Jesus. What did Jesus says? Love your enemy. Do good to those who harm you. What? My flesh doesn't want that. But I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that I can answer appropriately that way. Amen, Danny. And and even a even a practical prayer, you know, Holy Spirit, um, guide me in whatever I say, whatever I do, whatever I think, and allow the Holy Spirit to come through because there's gonna be times throughout the day, easy, that we're gonna be tested, we're gonna be frustrated. We need the Holy Spirit at those times to come in and literally show Jesus and push away our emotions because emotions for some run their, run their life. And come on, we, man, it, we don't want to be, let's say this. We don't want our emotions to run our life. We want the Holy Spirit to run our life. Boom. That's it. That's, it. That's all I Man, got. We, we love you guys. Next week, we're going we're gonna to dive in more to the evidence and more to the scriptures that people talk about is the evidence. Um, and we're going to once and for all just, 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 just uh, really believe what is the evidence of the Holy Spirit? Why do we have to get baptized in the Holy Spirit? So hopefully this you're learning from this and growing for this. And this is our thing. We just want to grow to learn. If you have more information, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to say, hey, this is what I see. Listen, come, please give us, let us know, you know, reach out to us, uh, go to Holy, uh, Holy Talk Podcast at gmail.com, Holy Talk Podcast at gmail.com or Daniel at the wave and we would love to, you know, send us an email. 
Um, but I'm hoping that you grow on Ryan until next week, man. I love this subject. It's my favorite subject, man. And, I, and I'm glad that we're in it. Amen. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.